Lost the Script is a podcast not suitable for young, delicate ears. That means if you're a child listener, please don't tell your parents. Did you know that Cheetos makes macaroni and cheese now? Because I've tried all three kinds. Are you really? Serious as a fucking heart attack, which is what I'm going to get if I keep on eating all of this Cheeto macaroni and cheese. the best macaroni and cheese I've ever eaten in my life. And I've been to a restaurant before. So (laughs) take those two things into account when you hear me say that. Regular Cheetos taste like absolute shit. And then there's like the, the, the two other ones that I have tried anyways been good like i really enjoy flaming hot cheetos and the jalapeno ones but like regular cheetos i would rather not eat anything (laughs) like if you're stranded on a desert island and you had to pick between having like a lifetime supply of only eating cheetos yeah i mean you wouldn't last long anyways because that's not a (laughs) good dietary (laughs) threshold to try to maintain i would be that, that would be just the worst irony where you're just like, you're too full and sick from just Cheetos on a desert island. You're like, I'm so I, sick. what do I do now? Like, I'm, I'm too tired to yeah. like build a shelter. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to. Well, the trick is to starve yourself until you need to eat Cheetos, which is also what I do right. like on the day to day. Intermittent fasting on accident just by being lazy. See, that's how you ramp up the Survivor series. Mm, get a sponsorship. That's what you get a sponsorship the only thing they're allowed to eat they can't forage for like fruit or anything on the island they can only eat like a certain type of chip it's like flaming hot popcorn oh my god that's brilliant this this is like supersize me but in a pressure cooker on the edge of a knife (laughs) like people are gonna snap there would be blood for sure oh yeah I'd say Fritos are still the worst at this point because they yeah. really they do a, a number salt-wise on your tongue. Those things will cut you up. They don't taste like anything either. They're a, another one of those things that's better just to smash up and put on like something like if you want to have like a little crisp on the top, if you want to have a little layer. Right. Again, for your your baked mac and cheese, which was my my signature dish until I, I moved in with my girlfriend and she's like, <laughs> oh. I hate mac and cheese. Wow. Get rid of her. Uh, <laughs> I, I like her, I, but you I, know, <laughs> she's got to she, go. She, she's great, but I, th- I came into this whole living together situation being like, I'm I'm the boyfriend who has a meal he cooks that wow. like, we can, that was we can your show big off kind of the same echelon, if you do it right, as like the person who can really do a great dip for like a Super Bowl party. Right. Hilarious because neither of them I don't think would constitute like a meal, like you said. <laughs> a big mac and cheese. <laughs> I really thought I was going to be able to like Gordon Ramsay it up. I don't I doubt it ever gets to the level of classy I imagined it would. <laughs> Not to get too into the weeds here. Do you ever think Gordon Ramsay just like fuck it, I want to order a pizza. Imagine delivering like Jimmy John's <laughs> and then you, who answers the door is Gordon Ramsay and you're like, "I'm not the food that we make are is not prepared to your scrutiny, sir. <laughs> like, I can take this are you, away. Are you okay, sir? <laughs> there must have been terrible news. <laughs> you can't even get out of bed. You're listening to Lost the Podcast. It's Lost the Script. I forgot what the name of our podcast was. That's our email. 
I'll talk about that later, though. Hey, you're listening to Lost the Script. This is the world premiere movie guesstimating podcast. Every week, we take a look at a movie poster for a movie that we've never seen, and we guesstimate a three-part plot out of it. Did I say every week? I mean every other week, because next week, we will be reviewing said movie that we guesstimate in this first week. I will be one of your guesstimating guys, Chris Coble. Hello. And I am the other guesstimating guy, Kian Hagstrom. Yeah. Woot. woot. Woot woot. Those in, are in the house. That's us. Any new uh, new things in your life? Our macaroni conversation's probably the best thing that's happened to me this week. <laughs> yeah, for some reason I feel like winded after it. Like I just ate a bunch of Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to introduce the movie that we're going to be guesstimating today? Absolutely. The movie that we're going to be guesstimating this week is Censor. 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 Guys are so safe. You can't edit reality. You, you wouldn't download a car. <laughs> I would. <laughs> if I could get away with it and I knew, I would. You can't edit so, reality. <laughs> yeah, right. Chris, yeah. can you edit the listener's reality by depicting what the poster for this movie looks like? Love doing that. Number one hobby. Number two, uh, competitive figure skating. A lot of people don't know that about me. Number one hobby, number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number three hobby, actually. You know, bust out the squatty potty, kick your feet up for a little while. Oh, that was another thing I was going to talk about, too. <laughs> Fuck, maybe I should save that for another time, but it's so top. It's so... I went to the bathroom to do the ritual of sitting on the toilet and watching TikToks for, you know, 45 minutes. And I made my legs so asleep by sitting on the toilet that when I stood up, I had to, like, hang onto the walls because I knew if I took a step, I was going to fall and potentially, like, crack my head open on the cement. (laughs) It felt very much like a Saw movie with very low stakes. Okay, so Censor is a movie. Yeah, that's what we do every week. Fucking catch up. So, in the center of the poster, there is a young lady. She looks to be wearing some kind of, like, Victorian-esque dress. I don't know. She could either be very old or a hipster. You know what I mean? Like, I like to play that game all the time. When you see, like, a lady (laughs) with white hair from, like, 300 yards, you're like, old lady or hipster, and then you have to pass them and see. The cardigans with white hair is the tough ones, but if you're wearing a backpack, it's like, you kind of get it. Like, that's a little easier maybe i don't know old fit ladies fit biddies that's what they call them <laughs> fit biddies they're 35 but they do look 75 so <laughs> 35's the new 75 yeah in all the sexiest ways <laughs> i don't know about that so this lady is wearing like a, a kind of flowy victorian-esque sort of dress she's got very librarian glasses <laughs> and a updo of like a, a bun she's looking kind of deadpan at the camera uh the top of the poster is divided in half it's full color on top and in bottom it's kind of this duochromatic blue and red kind of like a 3d effect you know like the 3d glasses Mm. it doesn't look three-dimensional kind of when you put the uh, magnet up to like an old tv right yeah and there's a big static line and uh in the lower half she's holding an axe and it says sensor you can't edit reality what a stupid fucking log line. That's a bad log That's line. That's great. You can't edit reality. Uh, no shit. Like, no shit. <laughs> you can't breathe that... underwater. Like, uh, is there anything else that we're going to scratch off the old obvious ideas list? Yeah. Fuck this movie. <laughs> you know what? We give this movie a zero out of 100. <laughs> Let's go back to talking about mac and cheese. Let's we pitch the mac and cheese Cheetos game show. Oh, this one was actually recommended to us by a listener and very, very good friend of mine, Alex. Hello. Thank you. 
and it is is got a little Sundance thing on it, which means absolutely nothing. Is it just that it went to Sundance? It doesn't say anything about winning <laughs> at Sundance. My theory for this film is that it was originally just called Sundance, uh. and then Sundance was like, "You can't do that," and they're like, "You can't censor reality." All about librarian. Librarian uh, lumberjacks. Libra- lib- lumberjacks. That's actually my sign. I'm a Liberjacks Rising. Hmm. Liberjacks Rising. That's that one uh, terrible <laughs> Mila Kunis a- movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> On fire. Okay, what are we doing with Censor? I think that we really need to go with this uh, you can't edit reality thing. Mm-hmm. This is giving me like the very much this vibe of like she's super young, but like a super conservative Karen type mm. who is in the, the throes of being canceled for whatever. And now she's like, Oh, what'd she, she do? Like, she, it looks like she's doing like a Freddy Krueger, uh, wreck it Ralph thing where she goes into the media and uh. she's trying to like kill the media. That's good. Okay. So she, uh, she used to be a newscaster but Ooh, she got go. she got fired for oh what did she do I don't know maybe I don't want to make it too uh, damning because <laughs> too then too real yeah if it's the the real world is depressing enough and I don't need to burden anybody with yeah. that <laughs> uh, I don't know maybe she was doing weather and she accidentally drew a big wiener or something <laughs> and it was <laughs> it was funny the first time and it went viral and then she did but, it week but after then she week she just keeps doing it <laughs> and it just gets more and more realistic like she just. Like, they they find out she's been taking like photorealist like uh college courses in like still life paintings. The impressive thing that is her doing it on a green screen without being able to like see the canvas and getting that much detail in these hogs. <laughs> they're pulling her aside and they're like, You can't keep on doing this. You know why. <laughs> we don't have to explain that to you at all, right? And she's like, This is what's out there in the real world. This is this is what the people need to see. The visual of this whole, fr- at the very least, the, f- the opening parts have to be like very like Nightcrawler, grim filter over the top of it, and like everywhere in the in the news like uh, station is just really shitty lighting. And yeah, <laughs> just like walking around really gaunt as this is all happening. They're just constantly so being tired. dragged into like <laughs> she's constantly being dragged off for like a sidebar thing, like. I can't believe you're you're continuing to do this. We told you there was only one more strike. And they say that like six or seven times. (laughs) (laughs) Like a bunch of different people. (laughs) So, she's fired? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Naturally, it makes sense. All of these different times she's being pulled off are from different radio, or are from different television stations. <laughs> she's just been like tossed around, like she's with the fucking. You know what it is, Boston. Her her dad invented television, so <laughs> she's kind of got a name attached. You know, everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, I don't want her." She's a fucking weirdo that keeps on drawing the, vi- the very first meteorologist on television. Yeah, he invented the weather. So. <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say Bill Weather. I was going to say Dudley Moorcox, but that wow. sounds like a person's actual name. No, I like it, though. Dudley Moorcox. <laughs> and so that's his legacy. He kept on doing it, too, but everyone thought it was really funny back then because, uh, you know, he was a man. And he could get away right. with that. A kind of a fucked up, like, origin story to mistreatment of women in, in media. Hey, man. Just because, like, she it was just actually, like, the first ever to give it a shot, and she was a bad apple. <laughs> yeah, so, like, no, she learned it from, from her from dad, then, from royalty, from Dudley Moorcox. From then on, 
<laughs> from then on they're like no more women newscasters for like 80 years oh, wow yeah okay what if that all happened she gets like really pissed and she takes a fire axe and she charges into the studio and she like slams it down on the editing desk and there's a big puff of smoke and a bright light and they look and she's gone and then a title card pops <laughs> up and it says 1923 or whenever TV was invented. <laughs> Much later than that. Oh, 1927. Oh, damn. I missed it by four. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, title card flashes up. It says 1930. And then cuts to black. Then it flashes up. I hate title cards, but, you know. Mm. You know, maybe we just do it with context clues. But that was sort of the reveal on its own. Is like, whoa, this is in the past. And then it flashes. <laughs> and we see, like, I don't know. What's the most modern thing you can think of? People wearing masks. Oh, yeah, I guess that does it. A little bit, a little bit dog <laughs> that, that whistly. Takes but... you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can go pre, we can, we can go pre-pandemic. God, we don't wanna... can we, can we edit reality? I would love I, to go pre-COVID. I would love to edit reality for this. Uh, electric cars. Uh, Obama. Obama. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Okay, so Obama is in the, this news station. He's giving uh, an interview to the local news, and they're like, oh, wow, thanks so much, Obama. Is this news station in Chicago? Because that would make sense, because he's from Chicago. Yeah, they're like, show us how you rose from the streets of Chicago to become the president. And he's just like, I took a lot of money from oil companies. <laughs> Or something like that. I don't know. We'll let him yeah. improv. He's kind of like the Bill Murray of ex-presidents. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, he's had enough screen time since then he could probably just play himself i think he would or we'll get key uh kegel mike and, Ke- kegel mike and key kegel mike and key. <laughs> this uh, is such a phallic episode it's freudian now like yeah. it's not even on purpose <laughs> keep it super gritty still it's like it's still got that thing uh michelle said that i could uh run for president if i quit smoking and then he's like just openly smoking in this like between the, the shots of this interview he's just right like, it's fucking bullshit <laughs> women am i right says ex-president <laughs> barack obama kind of what i'm imagining here not to part the kimono too much but have you ever seen and please say no have you ever seen <laughs> assault on precinct 13 that sounds really familiar just but i it, don't think i have seen it it's a pretty garbo movie but essentially like the point that i'm trying to take away from it is the whole movie happens inside of a building that's being assaulted by mercenaries of some sort and they're trying to kill ethan hawk because he was in dead poet society or some reason i didn't pay that much attention to it could have been josh harnett they're the same person to me it's ethan hawk there we go so kind of what i'm thinking is we we get this cast of characters we introduce Obama, first and foremost. <laughs> then we have, you know, the quirky uh, new assistant. And she's, you know, she's the kind of, she's a card. And we have the station manager who's, you know, this big burly guy. And he's kind of no nonsense. And then we have an intern. Okay, let's round those five people up. And now okay. we have a very standard horror movie play out where they're inside of this. I like it. Okay. I think we've really. I think that the tone has been set for this. Where we, wait a minute. So she, is she's like a ghost, now, because she's from way back in the day. Right. Yeah. No. She's. That's. I mean. That's why she looks so old yet so young. Because she's eternal. So do we? She's have a TV her... person. She's like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> she's a TV. Per- she's like one of the first TV persons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh. do we have her, like, her, her bland disguise is just putting on those big glasses and she's the quirky intern? Ah, yeah. That's the, re- the reveal. Okay, wait a minute. Here, here's a thought. Fuck that whole idea. 
No, we do keep all of that for sure. But this is just <laughs> one instance of her time hopping throughout mm. different realities inside of this TV station. And when important people are there, she assassinates them before they rise to power. <laughs> and it's kind of like a sound of thunder sort of thing where like, you know, a butterfly she, she's, effect. She's editing reality. She's editing because reality. Because she, she goes, she's like what people think the Illuminati is. Yeah. She just like goes around and kills TV personalities and hangs out with Jay Z. Yeah. Do we make it to where like there's this big like reveal that is gonna happen during this interview? Okay, she started drawing dicks way back in the day because there was a controversial thing that happened in the White House back in those days, and she was gonna do she, somehow that that dick that she drew or kept drawing was gonna blow the lid off of everything, and it was gonna prove. Uh, that there was something fishy going on in the mm. White House. It turns so, out it isn't actually a dick. It's the it's a map of the subterranean <laughs> Pentagon. She's just not very good at drawing the Washington Monument. <laughs> <laughs> she, well, she's or she's too good at drawing the Washington Monument. <laughs> Better than the sculptors themselves. <laughs> they didn't really capture um, it, in my opinion. And so, so after since this is after Obama's presidency. He's been going off doing junkets and doing interviews, and I can't tell if he's on the side of the government or if huh. he's on the side of, like, uh, anarchy where he's trying to blow up the spot. Because hmm. then it becomes less of a horror film if he's also a hero. Yeah. Well, don't worry. Knowing anything about neoliberalism, he's definitely not a hero. <laughs> <laughs> he's blowing up the spot so that some giant oil deal is going to go down. Like, Perfect. he's getting crazy paid to kind of subvert what's actually going on at the white house which is why she's like this is like white house illuminati business where it's like this is how we keep structure right for the masses and he's trying he's gonna blow the lid off of it and she's kind of like this is what's brought her back this is this is what the dick is back before they had nuclear launch codes and back actually before they had nuclear weapons <laughs> as it turns out <laughs> What? 20s in 1927. <laughs> uh, okay, it was atomic back then, but nonetheless, this is sort of... Uh, uh, World War II was an inside job by yeah. America to create the nuclear missile. Very much so. Via the atomic bomb, which came first. Yeah, I am become death. That's whatever. <laughs> so Oppenheimer, when he was a young lad starting to develop the atomic bomb, he said, I am become young Oppenheimer, and... Uh, <laughs> Lil Oppenheimer. It's <laughs> a great, great SoundCloud rap name. Uh, Lil Ops, for short. Uh, like, I am going to become death. Right now, I'm just a child. Uh, I'm on my way to death. And on his doorstep, man, there's so many either flashbacks or a lot of foreplay to, in the beginning of this movie. Uh, <laughs> he, he receives a package, and it's this strange disc and a little box. And it says, put, put disc in box. It's very simple instructions. And he puts it in the box, and it's a, a, self in, it's a self-encompassed DVD player. And it's playing a copy of <laughs> Goldmember. And uh, <laughs> it's the section where Goldmember, you know, his penis is the key to the nuclear war heads. Right. I think it's been a minute since I've seen that movie, too. But <laughs> it's something like that. And Lightbulb goes off in his head. He's like, I don't even care who sent me this probably gift from the future Th this is what i should do and so he uh he starts developing the atomic bomb 
he makes the nuclear uh, war code, or like the, the key to turn the ignition is an exact replica of his own schlong. Mm-hmm. The hubris of mankind, am I right? And right on the precipice of atomic warfare just blowing up the entire world, our lead's father, Dudley, Dudley Moorcox? Dudley Moorcox. Dudley Moorcox. He is about to blow the whole lid wide open on the scandal. He starts drawing these dicks, and everyone finds it hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But he's trying to get the word out until he is assassinated, left only by his daughter, Cindy Moorcox. (laughs) Cindy Moorcox, okay. Who grows up to carry on her father's legacy to get the word out that the nuclear launch code is... A direct copy of Oppenheimer's penis. And <laughs> you ever just say a sentence and then you're like, I don't like, I wish someone could edit my reality right now because this is <laughs> I don't know. I, I prefer to live in a world where that is a sentence that exists. Thousand monkeys at a typewriter would eventually have reached yeah. the same conclusion, but it's the, the music of the name Oppenheimer. The Symphony of Destruction. And the symphony of realistic penis drawing. <laughs> symphony of erection is. <laughs> this one has a title already. Uh, that's good to know. <laughs> that all happens in the beginning, right? That's all a thing. Yeah. Or, or no, <laughs> that's the setup. <laughs> Let's just go over this whole roadmap real quick. Just okay. to make sure we are all on the same page. And then I will let you take the wheel away from my hands because it would appear that I have some sort of tendinitis and cannot release. I'm spiraling, I think. So, okay. I I think it's an upward spiral. I'm glad. It's a tornado, some would call that. Right. <laughs> well, they come down first, right? I don't know. I mm. barely knew who if invented it. the atomic bomb. <laughs> Movie opens, we have uh, her in 1930, and she's heir to TV Fortune. She's drawing all these dicks. Everyone's like, why are you doing this? You need to stop. And she's like, you can't edit reality. She keeps on saying that. They can her. She charges in with an axe, takes out the monitor. Poof! Puff of smoke. Present day. Ex-President Barack Obama being interviewed. Uh, Where are they now kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what we're missing is the whole middle of this movie, isn't it? Because then later on, we we have the whole, like, flash. Well, she keeps on jumping back and forth through TVs to see, like, it's kind of like Forrest Gump, where she's, you yeah. know, at the moon landing. Every important, For, every Forrest important Gump tel- meets <laughs> Forrest Gump meets the ring. That's an elevator pitch right there. We're greenlit. That's it. That's it. Netflix is picking us up in a week. I've seemed to, I've seemed to confuse myself. What we're forgetting is that since it is a horror movie, the least important part of this, which is like what people actually would see in the theater, Mm. is just that she kills everybody in the studio, right? Systematically, yes. The back, the background, the the mythos of this film is what's the most important to us. Mm -hmm. But the movie people would be seeing, this is one of those movies where you see. The fucking scary movie where they're in the house and the guy tiptoed through the tulips. They pull him into the... Um, <clears throat> Insidious. Yes. And then, like, one of them's a prequel, right? Yeah. This this is one of those, I think. I think our, the first movie that comes out is just her... Pers- th- this spirit that comes to yes. the television to, to kill important uh, um, media figureheads and then the next movie is all the things that we've been talking about <laughs> cool i'm glad this is this might be a lost script first where we <laughs> accidentally made an entire sequel but haven't done anything with this movie yet. <laughs> so no that's great 
so our our mate our lead like uh survivor i think would be the plucky assistant she's got like this manic like thing Mm -hmm. for a while where she like stays around the scene too long like most of the time so it's got like the the folder like tightly clenched you know her you love her (laughs) that girl that girl horse girl ex-horse girl maybe (laughs) the horse girl you know obama dies first just because it's more of a cameo and everything he he charges by the word yeah exactly you you kill him off first to show that the stakes are really high that way the rest of the movie is like oh she killed the president or the ex-president like what are we like there's no way we would be spared Mm -hmm. we're not as important as ex-president barack obama yeah make sure you really enunciate uh she killed the ex-president too because if you say current president i think you can be arrested (laughs) it's all going well people are dying Things are great. Everyone's having fun. It's very spooky. She appears in a TV monitor, and she's like, you can't edit reality. And everyone's like, stop saying that. <laughs> That's the only thing. You, she just she drops it in, like, casually for the first, like, several minutes of the movie. And then at the, like, as the climax approaches rapidly, she just starts saying it more and more angrily. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? We know. God, get over it. <laughs> Like, that's stupid. What a dumb thing to say. <laughs> okay, so everyone's dead, minus Plucky Assistant. She's the last mm-hmm. one alive. Okay, Ghost charges her. Axe in hand. Swings at her. She's like, no, cowers down. Ghost disappears. Behind her, there was a wall that just got axed to oblivion. And she turns around and she's like, what's the secret room in here? <laughs> and she goes into the room and she finds all these files that are like Oppenheimer's bomb penis key what is this this is crazy stuff and she's like reading about it and she's reading about you know dudley moorcox and Mm -hmm. cindy moorcox and uh so did she like vanquish uh cindy moorcox the spirit and then she like stumbles upon we have kind of like a saw two situation where she's like now i have to carry on the moorcox legacy maybe i i actually like that better than what i was doing because I was just going to do like, oh, maybe she was just trying to show us the past and how we shouldn't repeat it or whatever. And uh, by murdering ex-president Barack Obama and friends. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll do a taste of each. We'll, we'll bring one other person living to this part of the plot. And they're like, oh, this is how we can like finish this for good. And then uh, the horse girl cleaves him with the axe that was dropped by the ghost and yes. she's like this is my legacy now she holds up a family tree and uh, she can see that Cindy actually did have a child and she recognizes mm. that child because it's her mother wait from 1927 yeah and it's her mom it's a she couple was, isn't it She, yeah she's very old um, it's her gra- <laughs> it's her grandma <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and she's like, I know what I have to do. I mean, after she cleaved that guy in half, she says, I know what I have yeah. to do. And then <laughs> cut, to, cut to black, and she jumps out of the TV in a cool... It's a 3D movie this whole time, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the twist. Nothing else is 3D until this moment. I've been wearing these fucking glasses this whole two hours and 30 minutes. It's a long movie. <laughs> 
throughout the course of this movie's first showing, like half of the audience has gone out to the lobby to get new glasses <laughs> at least once. There's something wrong with these, and it's one of those garbage old 3D movies where if you take them off, everything's blurry and you can't see. <laughs> Heavily 3D. Yeah, way too 3D. Like, nothing is actually 3D, though, until it jumps out. She says, you got censored. <laughs> gotcha. You've been censored. Then it cuts and it says, censor 2, coming soon. It's, it's one of those movies that, like, leads with, like, don't worry, there's going to be more. <laughs> and uh, any, any Nick Fury popping in on, on the credit scenes or... Anything like that? Is this MCU? It's such a harsh cutoff that they really were like, if you don't get a screenlit for the next one, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let them be confused. This is an art yeah. house film, clearly. Because that was... Sundance. Wow. Hello. I led into this podcast by saying we're the podcast that guesstimates three-part plots out of posters, <laughs> and then we proceeded to just jump around in the most Tarantino way I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> So, sorry if that was hard to follow, everybody. <laughs> it was hard to follow for us, too, and we're doing it. Can't edit reality, though. Yeah. Yeah. I like that we deviated a little bit from her just being, like, a Karen. Mm-hmm. She, she ended up being, like, a like a, a truth seeker instead of us trying to level with mm-hmm. this lady who's just... It's like a reverse promising young woman. Yeah. Very Saw 2. Very When Harry Met Sally. Very... <laughs> when Harry Met Saw. When Harry Met Saw is also a really good contender for the for that episode title. <laughs> uh, one last thing. Um, <laughs> what's the credit song? <laughs> I got a pretty good contender just by jarring, just juxtaposition. Can, can it be uh, We Will Rock You by Queen? <laughs> what was the reasoning? <laughs> I don't know. Just being very funny. <laughs> just at the end, it goes... <laughs> Can you imagine if... Wow, this might be our best episode yet. <laughs> it feels like it. That's it. Sorry, everybody, for if you expected something coherent this week, because this is censor. Oh, you can't censor us. You can't censor reality. Try and cancel this. There's not enough people that listen to it to cancel it in the first place. <laughs> can't cancel what you don't know about hey but uh thank you for joining us this week everybody we really appreciate you if you ever want to send us a movie poster feel free to reach out to us at lost at gmail.com send us a movie poster tell us why this one was inherently flawed from the get-go <laughs> point out where we went wrong you know what would be amazing if the the evolution of this is that we have people uh request movies but then they give like hurdles we have to jump over you can only say words with the letter p in them (laughs) yeah i was thinking more along the lines of like cast penelope plays piano plus appetite a plenty (laughs) wait did you say appetite it's got a p it's got like a million p's in there i thought you i thought they had to start with p well, you see, that's what we're going to need clarification on, which you should email to us at lostthepod at gmail.com. Hey, Keen, if they want to check out any of your stuff, how do they do it? You can check me out on all different sorts of uh, social media at Kean Hagstrom Creations or some small iteration of that. And by all social media, I basically just mean Facebook and Instagram. That's all of them. 
I still don't understand Twitter, and I'm yeah, afraid to learn how. To be fair, it's a scary place, so I don't know yeah, if I want to understand it. Hmm. But it's bizarre because half my Facebook feed is just like screenshots of Twitter posts. Half my Twitter posts are screenshots of Facebook. Oh my god, the snake eats itself. <laughs> wow, <laughs> the Ouroboros. <laughs> I have become Twitter. Uh, where can people find your stuff, Chris? They can't. And that's a big problem for me, honestly. No, just listen to this podcast or check out my band, Mick Weakerton. Just Google Mick Weakerton. You'll get it. Unless you don't. In that case, just email us at lostthepod at gmail.com <laughs> and let me know. I gave you bad directions. I'm sorry. But until next time, hey, keep it, keep it listenable, everybody. Keep it 360. Keep it 360. I've been Chris. And I've been Kian. Ciao. Ciao.